Calm down. Chicken Nick is back. Good to be back. We're back. Nebraska's back. We're a powerful player. We are a powerful player at this point in our career. Texas is a powerful player. Chicken Nick is back, and we're here to stay. You think it's more? What, what do you think is what are you more confident in? Chicken Nick is here to stay, or Nebraska is here to stay when Bo says? <laughs> I just want to say just want to Nebraska's, say Nebraska's back, back, and we're here to stay. Because I was pretty confident after that bowl game, you know, they shut down Arizona. Arizona. Oh, that was last year. Arizona. That was last year. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna have to revisit that because that is uh, one of the all-time moments in show history. But yeah, well, who did? Who didn't believe Bo Pelini after they beat Arizona thirty-three nothing in the Holiday Bowl that Nebraska was back? I sure did. I was chugging that Kool Aid. Do we want to revisit that uh, here? I mean, I'm I'm fine with it if, if you want to do that, or we could, or we could say save it. Let's save it here. We got a couple here. Let's pull the curtain back here a little bit on this podcast that we are recording this at the end of the week, <laughs> June 26th ish, and my wife asked me a very interesting question recently. <laughs> she said, "You know, uh, Nick and uh, Kim, they are uh, due to have a baby pretty soon, right?" And I go. Well, actually, when is it? Like, it should be pretty soon. She said, "You talk to him every week, and you haven't asked him about it." Like, and then I come to find out that uh, through our textual relations, oh, that yeah. you, your baby is due essentially week of July fourth, and I felt immediate shame. But then I feel like I get a pass because women and men are so different. And I know we always get into gender roles and and all those types of things, but we are born a certain way in that we will talk about sports, surfacey level stuff. How's your job? How's this? How's Kim, the family, all that stuff. But women will do, did you see her shoes? Did you see her ring? And when is the baby due? Like, they're just different questions. Totally. No, I know. There, just so you know, there wasn't a single moment throughout all of our podcasts that I thought, I can't believe Schick hasn't asked me about when the baby's due. Like, I haven't thought about that at all. Guys just don't even talk. Like, whenever I play golf with my dad, afterwards, my mom's like, so what'd you guys talk about? It's like, we didn't talk. Like, we played golf. Like we, it's like, but you guys spend time together, and it's it's important. You're like, oh yeah, it's really we we really it's good quality time. But you don't talk. It's like, what are you not understanding about this? But yeah, I don't I don't know, I don't know. Guys don't talk about babies like that, you know. No, no. I am really. It's it's true because you go back, you can spend five hours with somebody on a golf course, and you leave, and you're like. You know, your mom or or your wife says, hey, what'd you talk about? And you say, no, no, no. The question is, how'd you play? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what we talked about. I shot 84, dog. Yeah, come on, man. Let's start with the important stuff. 
Not about anything else. Because that's even you ever play golf with someone and they try to start a conversation as you're like as you're like teeing up. Like, so anyways, how's your job? You're like, seriously, bro? You're seriously <laughs> gonna try to talk to me as I'm teeing up? You know you don't do that. You know that. You know it. Never again, talk to me. Will Farrell again makes an appearance <laughs> shouting at somebody on the team. That's why people always talk about like business relate like you know our business relationships that we solidified on the golf course was huge for the trajectory of our sales like what business are you where are these massive business conversations taking place on the golf course right i mean who is talking to anyone yeah. outside of like what'd you hit there an eight iron like not nine iron you're like cool see you in four holes brother from another mother <laughs> yeah the only things you talk about are your shots uh, are you hungry? And are you going to hop into the clubhouse when we make the turn? Like those those types of things. Like that's, that's it. it. That's that it. That is it. There's nothing more than that. You know, unless you're Randall on This Is Us and you, you know, can make some things happen because you're a councilman or a congressman, like all that's fine. And you can use golf as a means to forge relationships. But no one's talking. No, no one's, one's like, it's, talking to anyone yeah, on it's like, the golf course. Yeah, like I, I'm going to be visiting... Um, family and my, my brother and father, and we're going to play golf. But whenever we play golf, it's more like, you know, you might strike up the, so how's the business going? And <laughs> it's like, you care, but all I'm thinking about is, gosh, I got 175 here. Do I take my seven? <laughs> You're not even listening to him. You're just thinking oh, you, about your shot. Uh, yeah. Oh, you lost your job. That, that That's terrible here. Let's see. Is this breaking to the right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's seriously oh, yeah. what it is. Oh, so you're fired. You're awaiting uh, the test results. That good. Now, did you did you play at 150 or is it playing like 160? <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, that's, that's how we do. That's how that's how we do golf. Then you get you know both feel like I smoked it. You know what I mean? I felt like I smoked it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, my baby's due July 4th, around July 4th, whatever, yada, yada, yada. It's what is good, the exact, what is, yada, 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 did you enjoy the bisque? <laughs> I met this lawyer, we went out to dinner, I had the lobster bisque, we went back to my place, yada, 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 I never heard from him again. <laughs> so yada, yada over the best part. No, I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> did, did, uh, what day is the due date? July 4th. Man, how oh, about wow. that? Okay. So, so I feel not, like not, as, I said the I said the no, week of July fourth. No. It's the day of July fourth. I, I am fully expecting as this baby is born for Roman candles, bottle rockets, smoke bombs, various things to be going on outside. Like I want to open the window and have a fireworks show going off as this baby comes in, into the world. Here's the irony of this, and I hope I'm the first one to use this joke. Your baby is due July fourth. The irony is you will lose more of your independence. <laughs> that is good. You are the first one, and congratulations yes. on that. Yeah. yeah. I knew it. Independence knew it. Day. The irony of Independence Day with my kid's birthday, let me tell you. It's not independent, all right? It's not independent at all. So by the time this – here's the deal with podcasts. By the time this publishes – your your son could be yeah. here. Yeah. Now we're we're gonna try and record multiple podcasts here just in case. Uh, you know, if she carries it, to, like, are, do you have an inducement date, or are you like, hey, if we're forty three weeks, we're good, brother. 
That's actually Kimmy's going to the doctor today to discuss the potential getting her induced game right, okay. and uh, that, I believe that's exactly how they frame it. Like, and when would you prefer to get your induced game right? <laughs> At forty, what forty-one? That's what I believe. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just. Uh, they tell me when to show up and. It's like a wedding. Just tell me when to be there. Just tell me when to be there, and we'll be there. Yeah, you don't. She'd be like, so when, yeah, we went on a we went on a walk last night, and we were talking. We're like, so what date would you think about it? Do I'm like, I don't don't do this. It does, this has nothing to do with me. This is your call. It's 100 percent your call. I support whatever you do. All right. Yeah. It's like, look, if I had a watermelon on my belly, I'd be like, look, man, give me a cup of coffee and let's do this yesterday. <laughs> let's do this immediately. Isn't it amazing though when you think about it? How you are carrying another human being inside of you. It's crazy. And I, I don't know how you sleep. Like no. when I when I have had a huge meal, right? <laughs> Thanksgiving. And it's style not settling yeah. all that great. I can't sleep. I'm rolling over. I'm like, oh, I ate too late, whatever. This is like you every night you're having like eight baked potatoes at eleven PM. <laughs> With some steak and A1 that might have been cooked a little medium rare. And oh, now time to go to bed. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's horrible. Because, you know, you do the whole thing, uh, you know, in the morning with your wife. Like, how'd you sleep? How'd you sleep? You know, do the whole how'd you sleep thing. And for the past, like, all of a sudden there hit a point where she, her answer every morning was terrible. I slept terrible. And I finally told her, I'm like, maybe we're at the point where you're not going to sleep very good. Maybe a good night of sleep is just that ship has sailed. We're done with that. We're, we're we're totally done with that. But I also, I hate it when, like, we're officially at the point in the pregnancy where if I ever, like, man, my back's a little tight today. She's like, I will murder you if you even try to act like you're in any sort of physical pain at all right now. <sighs> you cannot you cannot complain about any ailments no. when your wife is carrying a gargantuan uh, alien yeah. inside the I just belly. look forward to having a sparkler and a Roman candle as this baby is being born. If I could, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a chance seriously, this baby is born and there's just like, you know how it is. And I mean, during the fourth, I mean, there's just, it sounds like a war zone out there with all the, all the various firecrackers, people getting their black cat game, right? Well, I tell you, when we were pregnant with, I uh, believe it was, Oh, I love that you don't know who you're Code. pregnant with. You, you got so many kids, you're like, God, who the heck was that? Uh. Hold on a second. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> I'm going to get this answer right. Hold on. Which baby was it that we had the fireworks and uh, you were pregnant and we were? it was July 4th? Cohen. All right, it was Cohen. It was. I thought it was like baby three or four. It was <laughs> our first. That's true. She's like, why would we have taken another young child to a late fireworks deal? Yeah. But it's true. We always joke that the baby inside, Cohen, was hearing all of these fireworks and thinking, where am I? What kind of environment am I being What's born into here? Right. Well, I'm going to hang in. I'm going to get my womb game right for a couple more. <laughs> I'm going to sign a new lease, new six-month lease on this womb. Come out wearing an eye patch here so I fit in. Um, so, um, but I think one of the good things about, I mean, obviously, I, I never say to anyone who either isn't pregnant with a boy or doesn't have a boy, every father needs a son. I just don't say that. Yeah. But now that you're pregnant with a boy, it's true. It's like when a quarterback says, 
I don't need to win the Super Bowl to validate my career. <laughs> but then they win the Super Bowl. It's like, I needed that. I it needed really that. validated my career. I need it. It's like Leo... Leonardo DiCaprio finally winning an Oscar. It's like, I didn't need an Oscar to validate my what I've done. It's like, and the Oscar goes to Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, yes, validation. Validation right now. It's true. It's like, I don't need a pat on the back from my boss to feel like I'm doing a good job. <laughs> hey, really enjoyed what you did there. Oh, thank you. This feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> so... But yeah, I mean, just having a so you've got names picked out. Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah we got a name, LeBron James Baugh, coming to a theater near you, July fourth, twenty twenty. All right, how many times have you used that joke? How many times? Fourteen, probably fourteen or fifteen times. <laughs> if considering the uh, the circumstances surrounding this, if you hadn't named the dog Kobe, would Kobe be on Kobe the list? Be, Kobe be potentially in the running, but unfortunately, a, a giant schnauzer. Has taken that name. Sorry, okay. future son. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to uh, to this uh, because as I think people with multiple children look down on those with one or fewer as uh, you don't really understand. Yeah, that's, you, know, I'm you have about one it. child. Big yeah. deal. It's two on one. Get right. get real, man. Get a real family. <laughs> it's funny how the checkpoints like I used to always like. The second I had a kid, I looked down my nose at my couple's friends that don't have kids. I'm like, oh, you're tired? Really? Oh, you're tired. You're real tired. Oh, oh, boo. Oh, you're, oh, oh I'm super tired. Wah. Shut up. You shut your mouth. Shut it. You know, like, you're not tired unless you have a kid. And then it just, it probably just goes on and on. So you have, now you have a kid. Someone has two. It's like, oh, yeah, one kid's hard. And then the, it just, it's never ends, you know? Right. So do you look down your nose at people that have three kids? Like, oh, three kids. <laughs> I am giving you the Dalia right now. Thank Absolutely. You. Again, Werner, do I? Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Yes. And I always feel a little less cool or less, um, less powerful when I hang out with, I've, we've got a, <laughs> like one family friend in Nebraska who have five kids and go, gosh, like this is, we're, uh, this is embarrassing. We just, we couldn't compete. This couldn't is, compete with we're you. in the G league compared to this. I mean, this is not even close, but it's true. I used to, I remember my, one of my buddies, I need to have like a follow-up conversation with, cause he just, he, he had his first kid, gosh, probably eight months ago, six, six, eight months ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember he got like kind of sneaky mad at me where I was like, basically, I don't see how you're tired unless you have a kid. And this was prior to him having a kid, and he was like, "What? What? Are you, like, you could tell it bothered him. He's like, "What are you talking about? How? I'm tired. You saying I'm not tired? I was like, I'm just telling you, bro. Unless you have a kid, if I'll put it to you this way, if you're tired, that's your fault. That's on you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, he, and you could tell he was, didn't like it. I have to have a follow up conversation with him because he's got to tell me that I'm right. You know. That's great. That's great, great man. man. Uh, it, <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> The uh, that's why the dad bod is a real thing because uh, the more kids you have, the less time you have to work out. That's why I always say those uh, fathers who are in great shape, like I'll, we'll go to the neighborhood pool, and there are dads where I look at and look. I am comfortable with who I am. I'm very attracted to my wife, but I will look at a dude go, how the heck is he? Does he look like that? And there he is playing with two or three of his kids. And then I go, you know what? Just to make myself feel better, I go, you know what? Deadbeat dad. <laughs> 
that guy. You don't want to walk into time. a custody battle. Yeah. You do not want to walk into a custody battle, and the dad is ripped. I'd be like, Your Honor, we'd like to call to the stand the dad. Our first uh, request is for you to take off your shirt. You're telling me a good dad's got abs like that? I rest my case. The jury would be like, guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> all right. First of all. Is there a lot wrong with that? There's about 14 okay, things there's, wrong with that. Hold on. First of all, it's a custody battle, so no one's guilty. <laughs> like it's, is this a murder trial? We're turning it into a trial. We took it to court. We're, we took it to a trial. It's a new thing we're trying in our legal system. Custody battles with a jury. <laughs> That's all it would be. You know, you know the defense that the lawyer would be like, you gotta gain weight. If you don't gain weight and get some flab and get some man boobs, we need man boobs. We got four months for you to have man boobs, all right? You, you wanna see a, your kids again, you need, you need to go Twinkies. purchase you need to purchase a bro stat. <laughs> you need to do it. Right now. Yeah, it's like I see uh, dads that that are, you know, in great shape at the pool and I go, you know what? Let me see that son. He looks like he's about six years old. Let's see if he can throw a football or a baseball. Let's go uh let's go see how much time you're actually spending with him to let's see if he knows anything about sports or see what you're doing. Right. Let's let's uh let's do a little investigating here. Let's dig a little bit. But I'm with you. I'm with you. The dad bod's a yeah. real thing. The dad bod is is not only just a sign that you are a dad, but you're a good dad. It's a great badge of honor that I carry with me in uh, two very large deals uh, in the front of my chest. <laughs> um, speak- <laughs> Speaking of chest, nice. there was a great <laughs> Omaha scanner is a very fun. It's doing some good things. Uh, it's doing some good things. Yeah, it's got like 62,000 followers and just live scan, live things of the scanner. It's yeah. relaying the police scanner yep. there in Omaha. And one of them was uh, last week, Omaha scanner tweeted a quote from the scanner. Ate some salsa and is turning red, unknown on allergies. Hashtag Omaha scanner. And... You look at the replies, and uh, Brandon tweets back to Omaha Scanner with this question, did it explode all over their chest? I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. (laughs) Jeremiah responds to Brandon in the thread and says, I clicked on this thread to see if someone asked if it exploded all over my chest. I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. (laughs) Incredible. Oh, that's incredible. Really good. Oh, man. You know the people running the Omaha scanner were like, what? Huh? I don't get this at all. Guys, should... Sounds like someone might know something we don't. Was there any explosion? There? There, there was an explosion with this also? What's going on here? I don't know what's going on. This is this is confusing. Floats all over my chest. Floats oh, all over my chest. <laughs> salsa. Shouts out to Salsa. Shouts out to Salsa. Does good. And then shouts out to uh, Nate Klaus, yeah. who was always a, uh, a listener of the show. He's a recruiting analyst for Husker Online of the Rivals and Yahoo Sports. He's Network. a loyal one. I love just, Nate. He's always been a loyal one, and that's me doing the hard work by reading his Twitter bio to make sure that I dare you. get it right. But he, uh, he, he was, he's always a fun – like, he just, people who he gets are it. in the like media – he gets it. 
He just he gets it. He covers Nebraska sports and he's engaged in the show. We we like folks like that. Those who are in the media, those who, you know, we we like to be the media's favorite show, or at least uh, we always we always attempted to do that. But he wrote, and I don't know if you saw this, no, but I saw it uh, Gabe Irvin was a Nebraska football recent uh, committee committed back on the twenty third. Yep, he's running a back. running back out of Buford, Georgia. Rodney Buford, Georgia. Just Buford. And Nate Klaus wrote this on his write-up, part of his synopsis on Rivals. says, even though Irvin runs with nice power between the tackles, he is far from a three yards and a cloud of dust type of running back. He has terrific vision and an exceptional jump cut and dead leg moves that make him an elusive runner as well. Yes. So, Kyle, who obviously listens to the show, retweeted, took a screen grab of the analysis of this latest Nebraska commit and said, what kind of moves, Nate Klaus? And included us, the show, me, and you in the tweet. Because in it, he said, dead leg moves. Dead legs. (laughs) And... Obviously, uh, Nate responded to that, saying, thanks for catching that, Kyle. I felt that from the bottom of my art. From the bottom of my art. Nate, I like it. And then included an Amir Abdullah uh, drop as well. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact is, and I don't know if Nate did this intentionally, but it's Gabe Irvin. That, that, That can't be a coincidence that he decides to do a dead legs drop by Magic Johnson when the guy's last name is Irvin. Dead legs. It works on a lot of levels. Like, he's on an elite level of, of, of working in a drop there. I think it was on purpose. I'm going with it was on purpose. People talk about dead, like purpose. there are dead leg moves in football, but you don't hear a lot about dead leg, you know? Like, that's not necessarily super common, right? Dead legs. <laughs> Nate Klaus. It's just a stupid. It's so good. No, it's stupid, good. So we're infiltrating job. Husker football recruiting analysis, and we're infiltrating the Omaha Scanner salsa analysis. A lot of angles. We got a lot of minority report. We got a lot of balls in the air. happening of, everywhere. And then this tweet uh, from Colby, who retweeted an AP Associated Press Europe tweet, where the uh, tweet says, Tourists rejoice. The Eiffel Tower reopens in Paris after a 104-day coronavirus lockdown, but visitors must have strong legs. No elevators, just the stairs. Colby retweets it to the Shicknick Show. <laughs> These visitors are going to have dead legs. Dead legs. Dead legs. Dead legs. That's pretty much what the Eiffel Tower, when they built it, they had that in mind. Can't have dead legs. <laughs> Need an elevator, got to prevent the... Dead legs. <laughs> All right, so shall we uh, – we'll do a quick uh, – well, I say quick. We'll do a flashback here. Yeah. Um, I teased it last episode, and it was your uh, foul ball. Oh, you found ideally. it? I found it. And we didn't play it last week, and people requested it. said, hey, I remember Nick and a commentary you guys had on the show. And, again, these are things that I don't <laughs> remember until you remind me, and then I look, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. I did say those words. Nick did experience right. this in his life. And the problem with it is – there's just so much that you just don't know what sticks with some people and what sticks in people's minds. And, and so I found this. Someone requested it, and we teased it last week, so we have to follow through with it because that's it. what good shows do. Nick and foul balls. Oh, do you remember anything about your and your fear with foul balls that you revealed on the show in June of 2011? Not 
really? I mean, I do know that I obviously am aware that I do have a fear of foul balls. Like anytime I cannot relax if I'm not under the, you know, the netting or in out of, you know, bombs range of a foul ball. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm a little, uh, the stress is high, but I don't, I have no recollection of what went into this segment at all. None. All right, so let's listen here. This is, there's a few different segments here, so be patient. But again, it's June. There's nothing going on. And what do you have to do except listen to this podcast? <laughs> this is when Nick unveiled and, re- and revealed to all of us that he is afraid of foul balls at baseball games. This is what it sounded like. Something happened last night. And uh, this, I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe this is the first time this has ever happened. Listen to this on the broadcast. The pitch to Wingo Bunce, and he bunts it foul, one and one. And look who got a baseball. Matt Schick Ah! has just gotten a foul (laughs) ball, and he just sold it to a guy in the stands. That is to a middle-aged guy? Wow. All those kids? Wow. Matt Schick. Kind of a heartless guy on our sidelines there. Now, when I get the ball, and I'm near the dugout as a bunt, Came to the cop. Of course, he botched it. Right. Came to me. I didn't catch it. Went toward the tunnel, picked it up. Then I held it high. There's two guys raising their hands. One's a guy. The other's a guy. One's 45. The other's 30. Is it my responsibility to say find no a and find a, find a little no. tyke? You get, it, you get it out of your hands as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. I, the game's not about me. No. The game's not about me. The problem I, can't, I can't even hear what's going on. I cannot hear air. You don't know what's going on. The problem is, too, like, you don't have a chance to have a rebuttal ever, do you? I mean, I feel like Coogs and Bishop just, I mean, it's like 85 to zip right now. Maybe it's because Matt Schick's in their dugout. And and I think they enjoy that. Uh, I think they enjoy that. They They, they have the authority, Lacey does, to turn my mic on and off. I feel like kind of, they're Shane and I'm you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just kind of letting it all happen. See, I get concerned because you're, I figured I'm going to, I'm going to, Catch the wrath of the fact that you can't have any rebuttals, so you're just going to rip on me. Although sometimes I rip. You slide one I, in there. I do a preventative rip. Rip on them. You beat them or to the bishop, punch. You know, because I know it's coming later. Yeah. You know, so you got you might as well get it in. It's like introducing a guy who's about to roast you. Right. You know, you just you got to sense you gotta get, yeah. because it's coming. It's going to be coming. Yeah. Kevin. All right, Matt. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Noma says, Matt Schick got a baseball. Now we all know. All right, Mike. Thank you very Damn much. It. Eric says, was it a hard one hopper? And did you and you did one of those coming in hot pullback grabs? Uh-huh. I did. It was one of those quick, you know, like the Anna Longoria commercial where he just turns around and it's, right. it was it was coming in hot. I was scared on Monday. I went and sat in a suite with uh, Nate Funk and we were in foul ball territory. And I, you can never, for me personally, I can never really relax because the idea of a foul ball coming in hot at me scares me. I, I will say that you got to look alive, player. I I have the utmost respect for people who are when they're in the stance and a ball is screaming toward them, they are reaching up to grab it. Yeah, because my initial reaction would be to leave the stadium and down, <laughs> so no man will go down. Right. Right. Well, and, I, and also, who, like, the people that be just, like, third base, third base line, and they won't even watch. They'll be looking behind them, like, hey, Steve. Pee! 
You call uh, Barry and tell him that. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, any ping, I'm like, oh, shoot. That was a butt, so is, that, is that why you don't like baseball? Because when you sit in the stand, you're fearing for your life for the entire yes. game? Yes. I like pitching. That's why I like pitching. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you like pitching. I like pitching. You if don't I like have to go to the emergency like room because I'd have got busted in my grill with a foul ball. <gasps> no way. Any, any ping of the bat. I mean, I am just like. It's funny. Get out! Down! <laughs> when I am. Sitting- we need backup! When I'm sitting in the stands, I feel like I'm playing because I'm always in the ready position. Always. Every pitch, I'm in the ready position. You get down? Is it, well, I don't... I don't you chop don't get down my, in a stance? I don't chop my feet, if that's what you're saying. You're saying, like, two down to people? It's like, that's two down. Right. Two down. One more to go. Flip down my shades. Yeah. Lower my ball cap a little bit. Yeah. They go around the horn to you. Chop my feet. Why not? Except, they? yeah. It's, they it's go usually, around, yeah. It's usually with a large wad of cotton candy. <laughs> um, I like pitching. But, yeah, I mean... I, the best foul balls are like that one last night that I got was, was it a, coming in hot? was a bunt, and it rolled up toward the cop, and it's the greatest foul ball of all been time. Bunting, bed bunting, <laughs> bed bunting, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, Bundy. So, but I y'all see that right there when you hear that Instant. you're fearing for your life. I will instantly, you know, it's like heads up. I cringe a little bit, and I bring the head down. Jed says Nick said he was sitting in a sweet and foul ball territory. Is there a sweet and fair ball territory? Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Not protected by the net, Jed. Boy, they really put How that. How was that wrong? Really, How was that wrong? They really put that sweet in a weird spot. It's right above center field. What I meant was a sweet <laughs> not protected by the net. Oh, okay. You jerks. Crikey. <laughs> Can't believe they put that sweet in between first and second base. Gosh. <laughs> Everybody just yunking up around old Nick. Nick said, Mike says, Bond needs to have a no nachos in the stands rule while watching. I'm going to show up in a full-fledged football helmet. <laughs> That's why when I was younger, I always brought a mitt. Always. Because I wanted to, See, I wanted I to grab it. On, I'm good. I didn't want to get hurt. I just don't want to hit in my face. I just don't want to hit in my face. Foul balls, man. That's instant hand down, man down. If a coach said to you, if you were playing baseball, again, huge hypothetical. But oh, if I you played as a seventh grade player. But if you were playing baseball at a higher High level, level and a coach said, Nick, if a ball comes in, I need you to wear this one. I need you to lean into the pitch. Take a 90 mile an hour in the shoulder. <laughs> my forearm. <laughs> my, my forearm. Nick. Nick, why didn't you like, why didn't you ah! take that? It was right there. Why didn't you wear that one? Why? My my forearm was a little sore. <laughs> All right. Owie, owie. Cause they mic up the umpire and you could hear it sometimes in the press box. So you could catch the batter. It would crush me and it, owie, 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 owie. <laughs> Take your base. No thanks, Doug. All right, so uh that was a big uh revelatory segment, and then we had even more fun with it. In another segment that day, this, I want to tell you, this is what the show was about. This was, you stumble onto something, you back your way into something by accident. Yeah. The show would trip over itself. The Chicken Nick show in Omaha would trip over itself, stumble into a glorious topic, and then just sit in it for hours. Okay. <laughs> Like, we're just going to sit in this moment and this topic. So this was the uh, second segment 
I believe these were all successive. So it was one, two, and three. Here's the second segment. And uh, we, uh, needless to say, <laughs> had some fun with Nick's uh, revelation here. Let's listen. Shane, load up that ping of the bat here. Let's see what it would sound like if Nick was at a baseball game. <laughs> How about one more? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. That'd be rough. One more? <laughs> That's, more like it. That's the most Dude. accurate. All right, one more time. Mug came Nick, in. Nick, that wasn't anywhere near us. Where it is, though. We're on the third base line. That was like first base territory. So talking, I mean, I was talking to Funk. Just... Yeah, so Berea, when he comes off a ball screen, when he comes off a ball screen, I just, you know, I don't know what the deal is really if he's reading the hedge guy or it. Damn, so my, my, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. All right, have another so... conversation. Yeah, you hear Doug? Doug There's a chance Doug's going to make that, that USA team. That's unbelievable. I think they're looking for a guy that can step out and Oh! <laughs> you do not want to take there, me to a baseball game. Let me just say, so, so, someone shrinking back because, because of a foul ball, because it's coming in maybe within a mile of where they are. I will be like, ah, you know that... Is that from yesterday? Which is the one from yesterday? That's like 19 years old, this one. But the one I, from yesterday was the, the most absurd. I'll say that. Uh, I have to keep there, my laughing down in a press box. Is and there, it's hard. Is there anything? Is there anything? That's why I like being in the press box because I know that there's a big piece of glass in front of me. Is there anything more embarrassing for a grown man to be sitting behind the net, behind home plate, like five or 10 rows up, and a foul ball comes screaming back toward the net, and the guy just. Oh, yeah. They. <laughs> That's how I am, though. Like, there's a giant the, net there. I think I was, I was, <laughs> I was scarred from when I had to. Me and Pierce Hibma, we worked for ESPN, doing a bunch of nonsense. Company drop. Yep. And we were. I had to mic up the outfield, and you had to like, I had to lay on my back during. I have to <laughs> lay on my back. Yeah, I was wondering if you had to lay on your back. We have to go back. Because <laughs> I had to put some thing underneath the padding for the mics. And it's during batting practice. Pierce is like, okay, I'll get a glove. I'll protect oh. you. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like P. Hib, uh-huh. you play baseball? He's like, no, nah, not really. I'm like, just knock it down. What do you got to do? Not knock bat it, it down. Bat, it, bat down. it down. Knock it down. Knock it down. That's right. Second I lay on my back to, to hook the thing up immediately. And you could tell it was coming in deep. I'm like, oh, and Pierce goes, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> coming right at Pierce catches that mug. Would it, it, would it hit you? It would have. No, he, he saved my life. <laughs> so that was another traumatic experience for you, boy. I mean, there is, gosh, a baseball coming in your general direction. If you're defenseless, like you were laying on your back doing something. I'm like, I had then, tape, and I'm taping this thing. Former Creighton standout Pierce Hibma, yeah. you're relying on him to save your life. Like, yeah. he cares about you. Yeah? Ah! He doesn't care about me. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it's... Ken says, 
Oh, please stop. I'm in tears. I'm picturing Nick in the sweet and fair ball territory, in fair ball territory, right behind the pitcher's mound, wearing a Nebraska football helmet, eating nachos and waving to the fans. Even, I would enjoy the game more. Even as sweet, though. Even as sweet. Seriously. A ball hitting me is just out of the question. Not, I'm not interested. <laughs> do you have Do you have the one where Boss said at one point, "Remember, oh my god, oh my god." <laughs> you, remember you remember that? You, That's you, what James. You play him for? Oh, it's so great. Eric says, "What are Sip's thoughts on judging foul balls?" <laughs> That's from Eric. When we return, that's hard telling in the press box. <laughs> when we return, Barrett Root after the top of the hour. All right, so there was there's a lot there of uh, yeah. the sweet and fair ball territory. We'll get to one more segment on that again because where do you have to go? But just the again, this is why last week in episode 10, we said you could name this show, just call it Fun with Sounds. Because as I'm listening, and again, one of the best parts about this podcast, Nick, is that I and we get to experience this as listeners <laughs> yes. did. Because yeah. we have we have no memory of this. We had the men in black white light after that show, and we have no memory of any of this. And I'm listening to this, and I'm crying listening to your <laughs> every single time. That's all it was. <laughs> What's sad is we had various noises from me. Like we could, it didn't have to be the same noise from me every time after the ping of the bat, the shang ping of the bat. But it, <laughs> I mean, we had a bunch of different ones. What's wrong with me? Why do Why do you associate with me? I mean, listen to those noises. <laughs> That's not a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So bad. It's the theater of the mind yep. picturing you <laughs> with a foul ball. And that <laughs> is so good. All right. So there's uh, one more segment here, and uh, we'll play this. This is, you know, a little meaty, but it's fun. It's fun to flash back. And we, if we're going to play one of these foul ball segments, we have to play how it sounded. We have to go back and we play all of them. To. We have to go back. Yep. You have to lay on your back. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> a drop. All right. Here's the, uh, here's the third segment. I, I didn't really know that. I didn't really know that about you. And we were relaying our own stories. Our own horror stories from Little League Baseball getting crushed in the fizz ace. That's why I have that black eye in the picture with Michael Jordan. Week before I went to Michael Jordan because basketball camp. Because he's black. Nice. Oh, black Because Michael Jordan eye. punched me in the face. Black no. eye. I'm sorry. Yes. How dare you. Yep, warming up. Got crushed in the face. Got a black eye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's right. what happens. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. I think this is a, this is a great question. Right. I think this is a fantastic question. One that I've yet to be asked in all these interviews. Jason says, Nick, do you bring your glove into the press box? I think that is a fantastic question <laughs> of one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. <laughs> I think that would get me removed. I'd show up with, like, my laptop and my, my glove. <laughs> You just never know when a foul ball is going to come screaming back, break through the glass. See, this is you not wanna, good. You want to be there for that. You got to be careful on what you re- relay because Severe now says we are sitting in the stands Thursday after the show. He's, oh my God, he's wants oh me my to, God. He wants me to face my fear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I've, I sit in the stands, but my stress level is just high. You know what the best thing, Severe? Oh yeah, I know. 
no, I, just, I can't focus. You know, Severe could be talking about anything. I'm like, yeah. It, what if he talks uh, about like the 1988 NBA draft? So then I'm like, yeah. Um, I thought, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think that the Bulls had a good draft. <laughs> but this guy's fat like three in a row, man. And he's getting closer to you, us. You really. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> you really hate those ten pitch at bats. Don't oh you? man, let me get it. And another, ball, and another foul ball. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Give me a helmet. If I got a helmet, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. Let me. I should get. I should come on my own line of. I may be grown, but I'll keep it real. If you're afraid of foul balls, here's the grown man helmet. Oh my gosh! The grown man helmet. <laughs> Support your favorite team and stay safe at the same time. <laughs> so you don't get hit in the fizz ace. Show up with a goalie mask. Like. <laughs> For those who got no shame in the game, the grown man helmet. These batters, Shoot. these batters just have these little tiny helmets that cover up an ear flap. You're covering up your entire body as a fan. Yeah. Oh my God. Telling you. There's got to be more of me out there. There's got to be more people that are feeling me. Anybody uh, feeling me? Oh, Light my Would anybody buy the grown man helmet? Severe says, we'll get him an ice cream helmet. Anybody feel it? And the problem was, I'm sitting, Funk is like, oh, I hope a foul ball comes here. I'm like, better shut your mouth. Funk wants a foul ball. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm in the crouching tiger hidden <laughs> face position. <laughs> Crikey. But we were, we were sharing Roll beforehand about our own baseball careers and how long lived they were. Yeah. Wait, when there was I a was pitching a- machine, I was I batted like 800. <laughs> <laughs> there was... Uh, when I was in Little League, I was in a league for 9 to 12-year-olds. So I'm 9 That's years old. That's stupid. And they they did a draft, and, you know, they you have to get drafted. Have to. We have to go back. And, you know, you get drafted, and it's nice. But they're also drafting for the future, but they throw you up there with 12-year-olds. Think right. about the difference between a 9 and 12-year-old. A 12-year-old fires a flamethrower right, right on my side, throwing about 78 miles an hour. There I am. I'll scar you. And then from then on out, the rest of the season, anytime a pitch was coming in, I'd take a step out. See? I think I struck out 11 billion times that year. I was one of the most... Ag- <laughs> ag- oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill. Uh, hey, I would uh, buy the grown man helmet, but only if it came in like a value pack with the uh, the hockey gloves that help you take fish hooks out of fish. Yes. 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 That's a listener. I don't that's know. somebody that's been know. listening. I don't know if Bill is a uh, is being serious there or if he's patronizing and uh, mocking you right care. now. I don't care. You don't care because you, you, you don't like foul balls and you don't like taking fish, live fish, off of hooks. Heck no. I am going to... Nine five one sixteen twenty. Yeah, because fish, the fish, they can sense fear, and when you when you grip a fish and they feel like they're, you're not totally confident what you're doing, they're gonna shake you right off, and then you're like, oh. I think your your street cred level would go high when you showed up wearing a a motorcycle helmet. Then it would go much lower when they see you walking to your Honda Civic wearing your motorcycle yeah. helmet <laughs> after the game. Can you imagine somebody like. Get into your row and be like, yeah, I'm seat five, and you're in a motorcycle helmet. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> and then whenever there's you're, – you're, the, you're on the first baseline, or you're on the third baseline, and whenever there's a lefty up, you lower the visor? Yeah. 
Can I get a can I get a roster here? See who's coming up to bat. And we got a couple lefties. All right, shield down. Oh my god! Oh my god! And it's good because if you fall asleep, you're protected. They can't see your fizz ace. Maybe have it like tinted. Yeah, you and Ladanian Thomas. I need an LT helmet. Can, can hang out together. Hey Tim, old man helmet. Hey Tim. Yeah. What's up? Hey, What's up? hey I, do, I do understand Nick's fear on that, but um, there are other people out there that have that fear, and they're seven year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You don't care. I'll be in the section with nothing but seven year old girls, and we'll. Are all you going like, to be like? There'll a, be a ping you, of the bat. We'll be like, oh. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you gonna be like Costanza in the fire at the birthday party, where you're pushing over the clown, you're I'll pushing over little, the little kids, little and Tiffany, you are... and she, and grab her, use her as a shield, <laughs> toughen her up a little bit. We'll be caught on ESPN on. where the foul ball's coming in your direction. You're sitting there at a little girl's birthday party because your daughter is there. You don't have one, but if you did, yeah. you're there, and then they're they're reaching up to save daddy. Hey, That's Eric. Fine. Hey, Eric. Hold on, guys. What's up? Uh, just imagine this, Nick behind home plate, behind the fence, <laughs> on TV with his grown man helmet, diving out, of, diving out of the way with all the other grenade, grenade dodgers. It's, it's so true. You would be you'd be in a huge helmet, maybe a motorcycle helmet, behind home plate because you're, you're afraid of foul balls. Put me behind the net. You're five rows up from the net. There's no possible way. You, you don't know if that net, the one time that ball goes through the net, you're going to wish you had a grown man helmet on. It's a line drive, a line drive foul ball. You just shriek back in fear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. You're in full army. You take your lunch break from the Renaissance Fair where you've been serving as an armored knight. I've been jousting. You've been jousting. Yeah. You have all of the gear. You Part show up my at, horse. You show up at the baseball game. Yeah. You are five rows behind home plate. Yes. A foul ball comes to the net and inside the gear. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> she had a grown man helmet. I'd have Mark Jackson do the infomercial. It'd be good. Let's do Mike and then we'll take a break. Hey, Mike. Wasn't it last year that Houston Astros baseball fan? Yep. Yeah. He pulled his girlfriend into the foul ball. Oh, I can't see the foul ball. Right, foul right. Girl I could see that happening. What, what happened was in that Houston Astros game, the guy just kind of went away from it. He didn't protect the girl. He right. didn't throw her in the fray. See. He didn't throw her into how to save a life. He threw. Wow. He didn't do that. He just kind of went away I never from knew. it. <laughs> All right. Wow. There were uh, there were a few things there. One, the you you absolutely there at the end you infiltrate my brain because I would just start doing what you would do yeah, instead of saying you. the fray. You name a song by the fray. <laughs> so stupid. The uh, grown man how helmet. About the little the grown man helmet was so good. Grown man helmet was so good because it's uh, there's a lot of men out there who feel the same way you do, but would never admit it. Yep. You are a very vulnerable host <laughs> on the radio, and just said those things. The other thing, how about the premonition? You don't have a daughter, but, you know, if you did. That, right? Now now, do I feel different about sacrificing my body to save my daughter? I don't. I'm still afraid of the foul ball. I'm still afraid of it. Yeah. No, I'll save you, Maeve. I got you. We'll both go down together. Yeah. Do I feel different about saving my daughter's life? No. No. Next question. Not answering any more daughter-saving questions. So I'm not answering any quarterback questions. Let's get a 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 parenting hypothetical question that's worth answering. I'm done with you. Let's get let's get a let's get a let's get a let's get a let's get somebody who asks a question that's worth answering. All right. 
we got to get out of here because we've had we've had some fun. Is there any current events uh, we should get to? College football. Let's see. Which we talk about uh, positive COVID COVID nineteen testing. Um, I don't know. I mean, oh, football gosh. season. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. You feeling any? I really don't know. I mean, I feel like every five seconds people are testing positive and their outbreaks. I don't know. Crikey.com. It was a great analysis there. Yeah. Every five seconds, people are testing positive <laughs> and their outbreaks. Back to you. <laughs> Log on to crikey.com or howdareyou.com for more information. Matt, back to you in the studio. All right, Nick. Thank you very much. All right, Matt. Thank you very much. Um, I do. I, I will say thoughts? one uh, serious thing about this is that when Rudy Gobert tested positive, it was shut it down. Shut her down. Stay inside. Don't even think about touching an athletic device, yes. a ball, anything, nothing. Don't touch it. Stay inside. Nothing. And now it's, all right, these players tested positive. All right, well, what dorm are we going to put them in? All right, let's keep these voluntary workouts going. All right. It's amazing so how much like, things have changed. I feel like in two months, two months from now, we'll get to a point where, all right, so those guys are out this week. Right? Okay, okay. Uh, get, kick off at noon. Yep. Okay. Ah, we're good. You'd be like, let's go to. Uh, let's. I mean, you, you would go to someone at ha- the halftime interview. You know, I mean, you go to Holly Rowe. You go to anyone. Maria Taylor. Uh, Maria's got more. I spoke with Nick Saban. Half their team tested positive for COVID-19 at halftime. He also was really concerned about third down defense and how that's going to look at the second half. Like, I feel like it's just going to be just whatever, you know? <laughs> and uh, his second string is now up 35 nothing. <laughs> yeah, if there's, one, if there's one coach or program that don't give a rip about, like, you know, some people are like, what happens if two starters are out? Saban's like, two starters? Don't make me laugh! Yeah, it's like when he used to say, what did he say? Like, you just think we bleep another five stars. Like, actually, you do. Yeah, I think you do. You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I think there's no <laughs> amount of injuries or players getting taken out of the starting lineup that could affect you. None. Yeah, go into the, go into the locker room, go to the restroom, and bleep out another one because that's what's going to happen <laughs> here. We know it. Here. All right, we got uh, more podcasts to do. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, log on to not only HowDareYou.com, Crikey.net, whatever uh, Nick said, but also <laughs> but also ShickandNick.com, the Facebook page, Twitter handle, all that. Share everything. Uh, this is the Shick and Nick Pod. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us.